0: God bless you, amen, God is good, good to be here tonight, I don't know man, I just feel like God is going to do something, amen, in here tonight, amen, I believe that uh, we're in the last day, but the last day still is a good day, Amen. amen, sometimes when we say the last days, we say it from a perspective that the world looks at it. But our last day is still good days. Because we're in the Lord. And Amen. If, we, if we embrace this in a healthy way, uh, we can see the goodness of God in the land of the living. living. Uh, David said he would have given up. So many pastors and preachers have given up. David said, I would have given up unless I have believed to see the goodness of the Lord yes. in the land of the living. Yes. Y'all don't like me. So we just praise God tonight that we're in the land of the living. Amen. We can give God praise. We can glorify Him. We can magnify His name. We can exalt Him. Amen. Amen. He's a good God. He's not a good God when we're in a better mood to know that He's a good God. He's a good guy all the time Whether I'm up, down, or in the middle He's the same Thank You, you know how sometimes we think he's good But we're in a better mood <laughs> You ever feel better now You think God now is better Because we feel better but he's good all the time. Amen. He doesn't change. He doesn't amen. sleep. He doesn't slumber. Hallelujah. He doesn't take vacations. He doesn't have caller ID. We can't stress him out when he sees that it's us again. Hallelujah. He never changes. Yeah. He never sleeps. Amen. Oh, he amen. said, "If I was hungry, I wouldn't even tell you." <laughs> <laughs> the earth is mine, and the fullness thereof, oh, and all that dwell therein. Hallelujah. So, what are we going to do? So, what, uh, what are we going to do with someone like that just that has that description? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, only thing we can do is to praise him. And I think sometimes we 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 our view sometimes gets altered uh concerning our relationship and this covenant that we have in Christ. Yeah. It gets altered because we begin to judge God through our past. We begin to judge him through uh maybe our earthly father. We begin to judge him through trauma. But we gotta judge him through his word, and this is why Satan wants to keep us out of this. if you can keep, if he can keep you out of this, then you'll be confused. Oh, but this is the perfect law of liberty. This is where peace dwells. This is where the revelation of Jehovah is. Hallelujah! Do y'all hear any truth in that? And you see why when uh, when it's time to read, we fall asleep. <laughs> Or put on Flip Wilson or something. Some nice show we want to watch. You know, you know how we stay up late, but we can't stay. Up, you know, so that's this has to be powerful. If you go to sleep right away, on it, like it's like you, it's almost like you tranquilized. You ever sit down and read the word and you just like you're in a day, like you're drugged. You just you, you move. You know, you're like, oh, I can't breathe. Walking around, you got to stand up. But but we can lay comfortably uh, watching something on TV. Mm-hmm. That's how you know this is wow. powerful because Satan doesn't fight anything that doesn't matter. Amen. That's right. Wow. Amen. Wow. Amen. That's good. He doesn't. Herod knew the Christ. Mm-hmm. The, the spirits that was controlling Herod knew who the baby Christ was. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to hunt for the death of children if you didn't know there was a threat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you don't know, understand that? Yeah. You're not going to hunt to kill. He knew. Yes. And just like God knows, uh, he knows who you are. Thank he you, Lord. knows who you are. Thank yeah. you, God. That's why he said, Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? Yeah. He knows who the believers are, mm-hmm. but if he can get you to not know who you are. Yeah. Uh, Exodus 4 talks about the more they were afflicted, the more they grew and multiplied to the point where Pharaoh said they outnumber us, let's keep them so oppressed that they won't notice because if anything ever triggered, they can really whip us. Mm-hmm. If, it, if something happens, they can join against the enemy and fight against us, so if we keep them oppressed, they will never see they actually outnumber us without God. Mm-hmm. They were stronger than them without God. Mm-hmm. So imagine with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you see how they end it why he fights you? Mm-hmm. So he don't, so you won't know who you are with God. Mm-hmm. Mark 16 says, and Jesus worked with them. Mm-hmm. He worked with them. Mm-hmm. So we greet you tonight hand in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you all for being here. Thank God for my precious wife being here. Amen. Thank, Thank God, God for the Wake Falls. Amen. Uh for inviting me once again. Uh good friends of ours and and thank you for having me once again can y'all feel God's presence can you feel God's presence thank God for Pastor Phil uh, uh, Pastor Angie in the back uh, saints everyone here tonight Uh, God is a good God and sometimes Tendency is to become casual with him. where he becomes the guy down the street. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Big Mike. You know, sometimes we can minimize him. Where the potency of the relationship is not vibrant. This is a potent relationship we have in Christ. This is a potent relationship that we have. This covenant that we have in Christ... Is a potent, is powerful, is, is, po- is, full of, is full of all He is. He said, I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. He said, You have this treasure in earthen vessels. Now that's truth. What happens many times with believers, we walk in what isn't written more than we walk in what is written. Y'all hear any truth in that? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. You ever notice that we walk in what isn't written more than what is written? We walk in our past. We walk in guilt. We walk in shame. We walk in oppression. Um, But the Word says you are a new creature. You are a new believer in Christ. You are the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we think it's obedience to post it. You ever post truth and then wanted to count as you living in it? Y'all hear any truth? That? Amen. Amen. You ever post powerful things you're not living because we think posting is the power. Amen. Sometimes we can do things that look like obedience that we never obey. People say, "I know the word." Yeah, let's 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 know what to do though. <laughs> Mary said, "Why call me Lord and don't?" Why call him Lord? Jesus said, Why call me Lord? Don't do the things I say. Then Mary says, Whatever he says to do, do it. But don't we like, sometimes we can confuse conversations about things as the same as doing it. You ever think your testimony is obedience? (laughs) You ever just, you don't know what I've been through. And we think that's actual obedience. Obedience is really moving towards God's will until you move in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have to move towards it so we can move in it. Mm-hmm. Any truth in that? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Samson, the Judges, rather, the 14th, 13th chapter. I want to read something, and I believe God. Has given me a word for this house tonight. Prayed about it, and God ministered to me what to share tonight. Um, it's important that we hear a kingdom word. Amen. Yes. Amen. A kingdom word is different from just a regular word. That's right. A kingdom word has a God mind on it. A kingdom word. The reason why a kingdom word sometimes it's fought against because it represents the owner of the kingdom. The owner of this kingdom we preach is God. And when you preach a kingdom word, you have to make a choice of of, of how important is your kingdom. A kingdom word puts you in a place to come under subjection. And I think a lot of times it's hard for us to move into what God wants us to do in our lives because the kingdoms hasn't been the issue of the kingdom hasn't been resolved within us. The kingdom of God is at hand, not my kingdom. Y'all hear the truth of that? Yep, sir. Yes. Sometimes we think it's our way, but really it's Yahweh. Mm-hmm. That's right. Am I still welcome back? Yeah. All right, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, so let's turn to Judges the 13th chapter quickly. Amen. Judges the 13th chapter, and uh, a powerful passage of scriptures here that I believe God wants to use to minister to us tonight. Last time my son was here, he played. He's back in school. He's graduating in May. He's graduating in May, so I'm excited and, and proud of him. Um, so Judges, the 13th chapter, talks about the birth of Samson. Um, and I'm going to read and talk with it, because it's a lot of verses. I might highlight just several for the sake of time. But it, it, it highlights the beginning of the life of Samson. You know, many times we Samson gets a bad rap. Uh, Or he just kind of preached that in a negative manner. But even in negative things, there are still positive things. Mm -hmm. We can learn a lot from the life of Samson. Mm -hmm. Number one, we can learn what not to do. But we also can learn from Samson that he was a man that caused his demise. But even in his demise state, he was still restored to call back out to God. You ever make a mistake and then you got to wait so long before you can ask anything of the Lord? Or you feel like you can ask again when you're in a good revival service hmm. you, ever, you we, we, we have, we're led by our mood so much that we can never get restored and blessed immediately because we have to wait for a recycling of ourselves not the recycling of God it's a recycling till I come around and says I've suffered enough within myself now I can ask so when we're in a better mood we think God is in a better mood, mm-hmm. but when we look at, I'm going to skip something here, but when we look at the life of David, when David, when God calls his son to die because of his sin, and he said the son is going to die, but the prophet said, but this sin is not unto death, this sin is not going to stop you, but I'm going to judge you, what David heard was, well, I'm on a clean slate again, well, if it's not unto death, that he understood God forgives. Right away, the prophet says the child is going to die, and David goes right into asking God for the child to live. Like, what nerve did he have to ask for the child to live when God said the child was going to die? Surely, I would have been so full of guilt, I wouldn't be asking anything. Especially especially when I already know God said no. But he understood, if this is not unto death, that also means that my slate is clean. Then if my slate is clean, I can ask you anything. Did y'all hear anything in that? Amen. He asked for the child to live when God said no. But he also heard the prophet said, you're forgiven of this, but I'm, you're going to pay over here. So when he understood that he was forgiven, he understood, I can ask again. Thank you, Amen. When you're on a clean slate, sometimes we think we're paying Sometimes we think the difficulty we're going through is because we're unforgiven. So we don't ask anything until we feel forgiven. Mm. David was forgiven. His judgment for the child dying wasn't because he was unforgiven. It was because of what had happened and reasonably so, it took his course into the uh, judgment. But he wasn't being judged because he was unforgiven. And I think when we feel judged because we feel unforgiven, we don't ask, we don't pursue, we don't obtain things because we don't feel worthy, because we think the, the door that's blocking us is God said, I don't forgive you yet. Does that make sense? So the enemy uses condemnation and guilt, or, or he, he, he makes us think difficulty is a sign of punishment. Or from some kind of unforgiveness. Like we interpret calamity as unforgiveness. Did y'all hear anything of that? (laughs) Marsha? Is there truth in that? So, what can hinder a man that knows they're forgiven? Nothing can hinder a person that knows they're forgiven. That's why Paul, all that he did. Can you imagine having that on his conscience? Killing innocent people. Was there when Stephen was was Stephen? Stephen was uh, stoned. They made havoc of the church. I mean, based on what he looked, what he did, he shouldn't be used, according to us. That's too much to be forgiven over. That's what we would say. Because you ever see people who obey God easily? We something ain't right about that. But when we struggle and and, and sound hard and be self-condemning, then that's more acceptable. When my pastor told me years ago, she said, the world is your pulpit. And I was like, you know what, it is. And she kept saying, the devil is a liar to me. And I remember saying, if that's all on my mind, if that was the only thing on my mind, why shouldn't I go out and do the works? Then when I went to another person, they were like, well, they told me how mean the devil was. So now, they gave me an option to, to unbelieve. My pastor was like, the devil is a liar. You're bigger than the devil. God and you is bigger than this other person. Hey, man, that devil is mean. Now, that I didn't have a war until they told me that because I knew that the enemy was under God's feet already. Hallelujah. But when they emphasize how bigger he, almost like made like Satan was a tie with God, they're not a tie. So when I started thinking of a tie, I was then. Be, then I became. Oh, she then became a struggle to obey. But when I just only had only believed God, I was unstoppable. But when somebody told me you got to be careful of that devil, yeah, I understand it. But it, I'm all. It, it takes almost everything you got just to obey. Now you're gonna ruin it with that. <laughs> It takes everything. I started preaching on the buses. It took me everything just to believe God for that. And so I, so I had to fight now those words while I was obeying. When you get ready to do something for the Lord, the enemy will always remind you of something. And you notice that he reminds you of stuff you're not even doing. He's condemning you of what doesn't, that you're not even doing that anymore. You know, you used to do drugs. Yeah, used to. Thank you, God. Um. We're getting condemned over things we're not participating in. Mm -hmm. How is our past and future the same thing? How is our now and yesterday the same? So, um,. So this book of Samson, of Judges, highlights the life of Samson. And I want to encourage us from this book because God has given all of us something. He has said something to us. And God deals in timing. He deals in timing. And waiting doesn't mean denial. Waiting doesn't mean it's not going to happen. We keep misinterpreting God and we're getting discouraged. That's... So... Let me read a little bit of this. Uh, I know you're going to be blessed by it. All right. The angel of the Lord comes to Samson's mother and gives her direction on the life of what, how she's to rear Samson up. Let me, read, let me just read a little bit because it's so powerful here. We're talking in verse 13, uh, chapter 13, verse 1. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed, now you are barren and have borne no children, but you have, uh, but shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore, please do not, uh, please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink and not to eat anything unclean. So he's giving her the instructions concerning uh, the assignment or the call that that she's placed in right now. Verse 3. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the children of Israel, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall be, begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came to me, and his countenance was like the continence of the angel of God. They still it was still unknown who he was. So. But he was very awesome, but I did not ask him where he was from. And he did not tell me his name. Verse 7. And he said to me, so she begins to rehearse to her husband what the angel of the Lord had said. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine, no similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child should be a Nazarite to God from the womb to this day, to the day of his death. Now, then Manoah, this is interesting here, then Manoah said, I want the same experience. You've spoken to my wife, and she came back and relayed the whole vision to me, but now I need to hear it. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you shall, uh, who you sent to us come again and teach us what we should do for the child we uh, will be born and God listened to the voice of Manoah and the angel of the Lord came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field but Manoah her husband was not with her then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said look the man who came to me the other day uh, Jessup now appeared to me so Manoah arose his wife arose and followed his wife when he came to the man He said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass, what will be the boy's rule of life and his word. So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful. She may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may drink anything wine or similar drink nor eat anything unclean all that I commanded her to observe now notice this they both get the same experience they both get the same confirmation they both get it the wife he speaks to the wife and then she goes and tell her husband and then he says well I want to hear it myself again I want to hear it so God is so gracious he came and confirmed it to the man. So now they both have the same experience. They both see the same thing. They both hear the same exact thing. Verse 15. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please, let us detain you, that we may prepare a young goat for you. And the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, though, though you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you offer a burnt offering, you must offer it to the Lord. But Manoah did not know he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name? That when your words come to pass, we shall honor you. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name, seeing it it is wonderful? That's another whole Mm -hmm. message there. Verse 19, So Manoah took the young kid and and the grain offering and offered it upon a rock to the Lord, and he did a wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked upon. In other words, I looked it up, a miracle. He by, he left right at that moment, so it was, it was a miraculous moment. It happened as the flame went up towards heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah Knew. Listen to this. He knew. That he was the angel of the Lord. Verse 22. And Manoah said to his wife. We shall surely die. Because we have seen God. Verse 23. But his wife said to him. If the Lord had desired to kill us. He would not have accepted a burnt offering. And a grain offering from our hands nor would he have shown us all these things just to prove that his point he had to silence them you don't have to try to defend yourself God has already sanctioned you just see life not because you see life but because he said life sometimes we make a mistake to keep trying to create something for God to work with. He doesn't need anything to work with. All He needs is cooperation on our part. Amen. That He already helps us with. That's right. The Holy Ghost helps you to love God. We can't love God without Him. Yeah. He helps me to love. I don't know how to love Him on my own. He loves, he loves me through His love for me. Amen. Oh, I love Him through His love for me. I don't know how to love God in my own flesh. In my own flesh, we hate God. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I, I'm not born to be on God's side. Actually, I was born. I, one of us would have betrayed. Christ was going to be betrayed. I'm glad it was Judas and not me. Because we came out already against him just from the old nature. Our nature doesn't like God. The new birth loves him. Amen. So we love him through the new birth. We love Him from it is finished. We love Him through His righteousness that we are clothed in already. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We have everything. Thank you, God. Yeah. We keep trying to finish what is. We are finishing what is finished. no, let's just let's 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 agree with it is finished. Amen. We are here. Are you are hearing thinking that. Amen. 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 So, Manoah, Samson's mother. Uh, uh, father after all those experiences and God, God kept meeting his request God you talk to my wife and I talk to me. He kept doing the same exact thing for his wife. They both saw the same exact situation. Same thing. They experienced it. Nothing was undone missed anything. But at the end of the day he saw a funeral. We shall surely die. That could make sense if it was based on something. But after all this goodness, you interpreted it as wrath. (laughs) Don't we misinterpret goodness as wrath? God chasing Job through goodness. He just asked him a bunch of questions he couldn't answer. He didn't get mad for him asking questions. and He just said, "Where were you when I did this?" And Job had to, at the point, end of the day, said, "I said things that I had no business saying." God is good. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, and see, because He blesses us when we feel like we don't deserve it, that should make us say thank you more. Yes. Mm-hmm. You ever mess up and get blessed? Yes. Mm-hmm. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. Hey, hey, Margaret, we want to uh, want to give you a raise. What? Oh, man, I was ready to quit this stupid job. <laughs> I mean, you ever been like you get blessed when you're ready to quit? Mm-hmm. This is this is why we can rejoice while we were yet sinners. Thank you, Lord. Christ died for us. Right. Not not in route to be, not eventually. While I was born already against Him. Thank you, Messiah. Oh, glory. So, so, so this business. well, I'm too old, and I'm too young, and I'm white, or I'm black, I'm short, I'm. What has God said? (laughs) Right, amen. Jeremiah tried to use that same thing. I'm too, I'm, I'm young. Mm -hmm. So look how God deals with him. Don't say that you are a child, because before there was age, I called you. Child, before numbers existed, for you to say you're you're young or a child, you were already called before numbers existed. So he said, "While you was in your mother's womb, I already ordained you." You you didn't have numbers then. There was no age to say I'm too young because age didn't exist when I called you. Can You see that? You see how God said, "No, uh, you can't say age the number because." You will call before numbers. You will call before excuses. (laughs) That's right. My daughter's texting me for some money. (laughs) Do you hear any truth in that? I see life. Not because I see life, but because he said life. And what has God said to you that contradicts your reality? Mm-hmm. You ever feel discouraged so you disqualify yourself by doing something? You, you ever feel like, you ever, well, yeah, well, this is true. You ever just want to sin so you, so you can start over? Sometimes we can be too consistent in obedience and we feel like we, we, we need something to loosen up so we go sin and it puts us back in this recycling stage. We mess up so we can start over because we are afraid of obedience and consistency. Did that go over your heads? (laughs) (laughs) The enemy makes us afraid of consistency. So after too long of being faithful, we gotta put a. Sometimes we, sometime we could be put a monkey wrench in it to kind of disqualify ourselves because we never we never grown that far before. We never grown past a certain place. So every time I get here, every six six to eight weeks, I mess up so I can start back over and kind of get prayed back up to that same point. And year after year, we never move. It's like seasonal, just so seasonal backsliding, let me recycle myself through something stupid now I'm at the altar crying out so so now we we work ourselves back up because okay because we don't know what to do with growth we don't know what to do when we we get here when God we, we always keep going to this point we don't know what to do beyond this so we'll do something to keep starting over and we can live in the recycle of restarting over because we're afraid to leave you know I remember when I was a youngie, I was young, I was like, man, I just started, maybe, it's like maybe it's 89, maybe 90, it might have been 89, 88, 90, I'm in the car, getting a ride home, a few people, this woman the guy said, out of nowhere, she said, you know what, Fernando, this is what I see, this came out of nowhere, and the car was packed, so everybody heard it, I was like, what, uh, I see, you be, you'll be obedient to a certain point, and then you would do something stupid so you could keep starting over because you're afraid and I said "You can see that?" she said, yeah. and I said you know what you're right so I would look like I was getting breakthroughs but I really was trying to get I was trying to break out you ever look like you're praising the Lord but you're really crying for help but it looks, looks the same <laughs> Yo, your hands are raised, so everybody's like, praise him. You're like, man, I, I'm just trying to make it. But, but it looks the same. <laughs> he might have been, oh, God. That's right. But you really say, I'm so forgetting, to help me. But to, to the eyes of somebody not discerning, ooh, well, that's a worshiper. <laughs> now, that's a person trying to pray. <laughs> but we have to see life. Not because we see it, but because He said it. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the one who said it. That's where the miracles are. The miracles are not what I see, it's what He said. He said this. And this is why they were able to believe God. His wife held on to it. And then the scripture says, she conceived. Imagine if they would have died. Imagine if they, she would, she would have, and this is not about husband and wife. This is just about scenario. I want them to be like, whoa, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is about the reality of how we're seeing. Are we seeing what he said or are we seeing what we're seeing? You notice God said, let there be light before it was light. He says, I, I give rivers in the desert. He says, he lets us know it doesn't exist till I put rivers there. He doesn't say I add water to the water. I create a way in the wilderness. There is, he doesn't need help. Thank you, God. Amen. I am the way in the wilderness. Thank you, God. Thank you. I give rivers in the desert. I make the crooked places straight. They're, they're not straight. He lets us know they're crooked first. Yes. So you're looking at a crooked road. Are you looking at what you see or what he said? He said to Joshua, every place the sole of your feet shall tread. I'm gonna give that to you. You don't have it before you get there. Sometimes don't look, sometimes you don't have it yet. Because sometimes we well, that's another whole message. But as your trading is yours, you notice God will give you an, a. He'll give you a calling. Sometimes that you don't have a degree for. That he, he qualifies you through what he said. Mm-hmm. Then what he said gives us direction to go. We. We keep trying to do it before, we keep trying to help God be a better God. Mm. Let me help him be better. He doesn't even need our our worship and praise. Worship and praise doesn't make him better. Don't we think God, like we're doing things to, to almost like encourage God. It's a good thing for us to give worship to praise. That's not a good thing for him. He, he existed before praise. He doesn't need those things. My point is trying to get us to see the magnitude of the one whose voice said it. He already existed before words. He existed before, the he existed already. That's why they were able to move and build arcs, never have seen rain. Because he said to build an ark. I don't have to have seen rain. I don't even know what rain is. I don't think he knew what rain was until it rained. But he already had obeyed God before the rain. So it, whether it comes or not, I was obedient to what God said. Thank you, God. God. Hallelujah. I, didn't need to have, I, don't, I don't know what rain is. I don't think he knew. We keep wanting to know too much. Right. We know too much. The way to get blessed is to know nothing. While I was talking about Amen. the other day, God gave me word to somebody, you know what, sometimes the most annoying thing to say is, I don't know. That means ha- the answer has to be given to you. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. Because Job's, Job didn't know none of this things. Just to prove that his point. He had to silence them. You don't have to try to defend yourself. God has already sanctioned you, just see life, not because you see life, but because he said life. Sometimes we make a mistake to keep trying to create something for God to work with. He doesn't need anything to work with. All he needs is cooperation on our part that he already helps us with. The Holy Ghost helps you to love God. We can't love God without him. He helps me to love. I don't know how to love him. On my own, he, loved, he loves me through his love for me. Amen. Oh, I love him through his love for me. I don't know how to love God in my own flesh. In my own flesh, we hate God. We were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. I, I'm not born to be on God's side. Actually, I was born, I, one of us would have betrayed, Christ was going to be betrayed. I'm glad it was Judas and not me. Because we came out already against him just from the old nature. Our nature doesn't like God. The new birth loves him. Thank Amen. you, God. Amen. So we love him through the new birth. Amen. We love him from it is finished. We love him through his righteousness that we are clothed in already. He's already given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. We have everything. Thank you, God. Yeah. We keep trying to finish what is, we are finishing what is finished. No, let's just, let's, let's, let's agree with it is finished. You are here are you thinking that. Amen. Amen. So Manoah, Samson's mother, uh, husband, uh, father, after all those experiences, and God, he, God kept meeting his request. God, you talk to my wife and I talk to me. He kept doing the same exact thing for his wife. They both saw the same exact situation. Same thing. They experienced it. Nothing was undone, missed anything. But at the end of the day, he saw a funeral. We shall surely die. That could make sense if it was based on something. But after all this goodness... You interpreted it as wrath. <laughs> Don't we misinterpret goodness as wrath? God chasing Job through goodness. He just asked him a bunch of questions he couldn't answer. He didn't get mad for him asking questions. And he just said, "Where were you when I did this?" And Job had to, at the point end of the day, said, "I said things that I had no business saying." God is good. Yes. He, and see, because he blesses us when we feel like we don't deserve it, that should make us say thank you more. Yes, you ever mess up and get blessed? Yes. You didn't do what you were supposed to do? Hey, hey, Mark, we want, uh, want to give you a raise. What? Oh, man, I was going to quit this stupid job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you ever been like, you get blessed when you're ready to quit? This is, this is why we can rejoice while we were yet sinners. Thank you, Lord. Christ died for us. Jesus. Not not in route to be. Not eventually. While I was born already against Him. Thank you, Messiah. Oh, Jesus. glory. Thank you. Jesus. So 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 this business. Well, I'm too old and I'm too young and I'm white or I'm black. I'm short. I'm. What has God said? All right, man. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Probably. Jeremiah tried to use that same thing, I'm, too, I'm, I'm young. Mm-hmm. So look how God deals with him. Don't say that you're a child, because before there was age, I called you. Mm-hmm. Child, before numbers existed, for you to say you were young or a child, you were already called before numbers existed. So he said, while you was in your mother's womb, I already ordained you. You you didn't have numbers then. There was no age to say I'm too young because age didn't exist when I called you. <laughs> Can y'all see anything? You see how God says, no, uh, you can't say age to the number because you will call before numbers. You will call before excuses. <laughs> That's right. Texting me for some money. <laughs> Do you I hear any truth in that? Thanks. I see life. Not because I see life, but because he said life. And what has God said to you that contradicts your reality? <laughs> you ever feel discouraged so you disqualify yourself by doing something? You, you ever feel like, you ever, well, yeah, well this is true, you ever just want to sin so you, so you can start over. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can be too consistent in obedience and we feel like we, we, we need something to loosen up so we go sin and it puts us back in this recycling stage. Mm-hmm. We mess up so that we can start over because we are afraid of obedience and consistency. <laughs> the enemy makes us afraid of consistency so after too long of being faithful we got to put a sometimes we, sometime we could be put a monkey ridge in it to kind of disqualify ourselves because we never we never grown that far before we never grown past a certain place so every time I get here every six six to eight weeks I mess up. So I can start back over and kind of get prayed back up to that same point. And year after year, we never move. It's like seasonal, just so seasonal backsliding. Let me recycle myself through something stupid. Now I'm at the altar crying out. So, so now we we work ourselves back up because okay, because we don't know what to do with growth. We don't know what to do when we when we get here. When God, we, we always keep going to this point. We don't know what to do beyond this. So we'll do something to keep starting over, and we can live in the recycle of restarting over because we're afraid to leave, you know. I remember when I was a young man, I was young. I was like, man, I just started. Maybe, it's like maybe it's 89, maybe 90. It might have been 89, 88, 90. I'm in the car, getting the ride home, a few people. This woman, the guy said, i of nowhere. She said, you know what, Fernando? this is what I see this came out of nowhere and the car was packed so everybody heard it I was like what uh, I see you be, you'll be obedient to a certain point and then you'll do something stupid so you can keep starting over because you're afraid and I said you can see that she said yeah and I said you know what you're right so I would look like I was getting breakthroughs but I really was trying to get I was trying to break out you ever look like you're praising the Lord, but you're really crying for help, but it looks looks the same. The <laughs> you know, hands are raised, so everybody's like, praise him. You're like, man, I, I'm just trying to make it. <laughs> but but it looks the same. <laughs> you might have bit, oh God. That's right. But you're really saying, I'm so forgetting to help me. But to, to the eye of somebody's not discerning, ooh, well, that's a worshiper. <laughs> Now that's a person trying to be free. <laughs> but we have to see life, not because we see it, but because he said it. Amen. The voice of the Lord. Thank you. The voice of the one who said it. That's where the miracles are. The miracles are not what I see, it's what he said. He said this. And this is why they were able to believe God. His wife held on to it. And then the scripture says she conceived. Imagine if they would have died. Imagine if they, she would, she would have, and this is not about husband and wife. This is just about scenario. I want them to be like, whoa, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is about the reality of how we're seeing are we seeing what he said, or are we seeing what we're seeing? You notice God said, "Let there be light before it was light." He says, "I I give rivers in the desert." He says, "He lets us know it doesn't exist till I put rivers there." He doesn't say, "I add water to the water." I create a way in the world. There is. He doesn't need help. I am the way in the wilderness, I give rivers in the desert, I make the crooked places straight, they're they're not straight, he lets us know they're crooked first, so you're looking at a crooked road, are you looking at what you see or what he said, he said to Joshua, every place the sole of your feet shall tread, I'm going to give that to you, you don't have it before you get there. Sometimes don't look for, sometimes you don't have it yet because sometimes we well that's another whole message but as your trading is yours you notice God will give you a, a... he'll give you a calling sometimes that you don't have a degree for that he, he qualifies you through what he said. Then what he said gives us direction to go. We we keep trying to do it before. We we keep trying to help God be a better God. Mm. Let me help him be better. He doesn't even need our our worship and praise. Worship and praise doesn't make him better. Don't we think God, like we're doing things to, to almost like encourage God. It's a good thing for us to give worship to praise. That's not a good thing for him. He, he existed before praise. He doesn't need those things. My point is trying to get us to see the magnitude of the one whose voice said it. He already existed before words. He existed before the he existed already. That's why they were able to move and build arcs, never have seen rain. Because he said to build an ark. I don't have to have seen rain. I don't even know what rain is. I don't think he knew what rain was until it rained. But he already had obeyed God before the rain. So whether it comes or not, I was obedient to what God said. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I don't don't know what rain is. I don't think he knew. Mm -hmm. We keep wanting to know too much. Mm Right. We know too much. The way to get blessed is to know nothing. While I was talking about yeah. the other day, God gave me word to somebody. You know what? Sometimes the most annoying thing to say is, I don't know. That means ha- the answer has to be given to you. There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. Because Job's, Job didn't know none of the things that God asked him. But received everything. Maybe we know too much and we don't receive. Maybe that's why we're not receiving anything. Maybe we know too much. <laughs> Job didn't, couldn't answer any of God's questions and got restored. At the end result, he got his family back. He couldn't answer nothing. But he wasn't for, I don't know. Exactly. I get restored. Maybe we know too much. But the guy in the word of the Lord, he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Amen. How did he get blessed confessing he didn't believe, and we're claiming no get blessed? I don't believe. Well, oh, get your son raised up. That was your faith, confessing your truth that you didn't believe. Mm-hmm. That's more truthful and honest than saying you believe and don't. I don't believe. Wow. You had enough guts and encouraged faith to say to me, yes, it's a miracle. And we're claiming and snouting and, and claiming and snatching, pleading with God with, with confession. Mm-hmm. We're, we're declaring de- 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 declaring things is not magic. You have to cooperate <clears throat> with the word, you have to cooperate with declarations. Yep. You, can't de- de- you can't declare in sleep, I declare I'm going to have a good day. It doesn't work like that. We notice we don't declare in the furnace. We always declare out of it. Did y'all hear anything in that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, de- we declare until the, the, the guy's pulling up to repossess. But we got to start posting declarations in the furnace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I declare that none of these things shall move me. Mm-hmm. Paul said that none of these, so that the excellency be of him and not me. Can y'all see anything in that? Mm-hmm. The declaration wasn't in trying to make, not declaring convenience. We're declaring convenience. I declare everything is going to be smooth today. I declare that nothing is going to hurt me. I declare, how about declare obedience to the will of God? That's what he's, that's, that's declare, God I declare I'm going to obey everything in here. We're declaring luxury. <laughs> You, know, you know <laughs> But we have to see what we don't see and see what he said. And his Manoah, we shall surely die. His mm-hmm. mother said, then why would God have accepted a burnt offering? why would he have showed us all this? like why would he have done all of this? Mm -hmm. if it wasn't supposed to happen? like why? Like, let's let's see if that makes sense anyway but it's the same I want to encourage you with why would God have shown you all of that? and even in the word we can't use age because people of age got stuff so we can't Mm -hmm. we can't use, you know what I mean? Like, the things we use Everything exists in the word of an excuse of why we can't. But they were old, they were young, they were kings at youth, they killed lions, they stopped. They, all the things God is telling us, there's a witness in the here. Caleb say I'm eighty and 82 or whatever. Hey, give me my mouth. Hey, I'm still able from the time I was with Moses to now to go in and out for war. Hey, give me mine. You mean I walked all this way and I don't get nothing? Man, can you imagine that 84, can you imagine saying something like that? I'm still well able? Like how does that, I mean, I'm still well able. Oh, he said it, the same how it was with Moses, then I am now, I'm still the same. Give me my mountain. Because he saw what he didn't see. He saw what God said. Amen. Amen. And God had told him they were going to inherit it. Doesn't matter the timing. Just stay in cooperation with the timing. Uh-huh. Stay in cooperation. There's things God said to me I, I thought should have happened. But it's just now happening. I'm like, really God? And that's how it is? Yep. Yep. We want it to happen when we feel the most encouraged, but when we discouraged, you know, you ever notice? You, we say, "I feel it's my season" when we're in a good mood. Mm-hmm. Nobody says it's their season in layoff, cause we're census led and we wishful. We want it to happen when we when we feel good, and then we get discouraged if it doesn't happen during that time. God doesn't deal in in our time. He deals in His will. Amen. Yeah. Long as you know that He said it, that's all. We, that's that's God. I don't know when. I don't know when. All I know is that you said it, and that's all I see. I see what you said versus what I see. If God says He's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. I believe God wants us to put him to the test of hard things. Mm -hmm. I believe he wants us to be in positions where we take the hard things to him again. Mm -hmm. So we can see miracles and signs and wonders again. Because if if this is our reference point, then we have to see it. Because he said it. We're not seeing it. So that means there has to be hard things that we cannot do, but he said he will. And we have to just take it to him. So maybe tonight there's a hard thing in your life. I don't know what it could be, whatever it is. But we just read some powerful truth for here tonight. Rise button, almonds growing. angels. I mean, these are miracles. We've read miracles. Amen. Amen. I mean, I didn't, this wasn't Mary. This wasn't a nursery rhyme. This is life. This is what he said. Amen. 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 Yeah. God wants, the, the thing I love about God is that he specializes in everything. Yes. He specializes in everything. Amen. So let us stand tonight. Let's what are some hard cases? You've tried everything. You've done everything. You've you've done everything but the funky chicken. What are some hard things in your life right now? We got to put God to the test. And even with, the, with this ministry, this ministry is birthed by God. This is not this is not birthed by the flesh. And I believe God wanted me to come by this to share that word. You have to go with what he said, not what you see. Amen. You ride his voice, not our sight. Amen. God, this Amen. is what you said. So when things go a different way, we we put it on him that he said it. Amen. But if you're taking it on yourself, you should be oppressed. You should be depressed, taking on God's part. How do you expect to be happy doing something that's hit doing something you can't see? <laughs> Y'all hear anything in that? When the Shumanite woman was declared or prophesied that she was going to have a child, she had a child. 2 Kings the 4th chapter. But then that child died. The thing God said had died. She didn't say, well, I guess I'm being judged for my sins." Well, I guess that's the way it is. Let I me... Mean, Let me go to the next thing. I waited all this time and God took it. She told her husband, saddle the donkey. And she she said, "Where, where are you going? She said, it is well. And she went back to the place where the promise was. The prophet comes back. Goes in the room, shuts the door. And raises the boy up. Because God said it. Amen. Just because something looks like it's dead, do you see what you see, or do you see what he said? Amen. 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 You, a promise can look dead, but it's some parts of the word he said, no, she only sleeps. Are we misinterpreting things that's sleeping as dead? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you see how the enemy wants to fight our perspective? And condemnation and guilt that we're forfeiting things that we should be walking with. Yeah. Just because the door looks closed doesn't mean it's locked. We can look from a distance and they say, Well, I ain't going up there, it's already locked. No, just, just walk to it. And if you touch it, it'll fall. It's not even closed, it's just, it just looks like that from over here. But if you get to it, you hear what God said. And when you touch it, it's like, Oh, this was open the whole time. I see life. So, I want to pray. Uh, who has a hard situation going on in their life? You don't even have to tell me what it is. But this is a word for miracles. This is the word for signs and wonders. Amen. This is just not a be encouragement word. It is that too, but this is, we, this is God saying this is who I am. God wants to reintroduce himself to us again. Mm-hmm. Salvation is the greatest miracle. Anything under that, surely we can receive. Amen. Yes. If we receive something, if we receive eternity, sure, everything else is under that. There's nothing greater than the miracle of transformation, the miracle of salvation. Nothing greater than that. A changed heart from life, from death to life. I mean, how do we... we can, we believe the virgin birth. Surely we can believe so for little anything outside of salvation and the virgin birth is, is small potatoes. It should be small potatoes to our faith. So whatever it is tonight, whatever it is, God can do it. Amen. Because He said He will. Not because I not because I see it. No, He said it. And I don't want to know too much. In fact, I don't know anything except you can do it. I don't want to read into it. I don't want to kind of study it. No, I don't know. Because when the moment you know too much is when you talk yourself out of what God wants to do. There was a movie, James Jimmy Stewart in the 60s, The Man Who Knew Too Much. Maybe let's not know anything except him and him crucified.